Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Fayez Chowdhury, the CEO of iMac Tech, an artificial intelligence and machine learning software developer focused on the legal industry. Hi, Fayez. How are you? Great, thank you. Thank you for having me, Ari. It's a privilege. So tell us about your background and the genesis of iMac Tech. So I've been a lawyer for 20 years or so. I started off at PSINet, which was an IT service provider, and this was going back to 1999. And since then, I've been in multiple companies, Epson, Steria, Infosys, and recently in Atos. I've been in there in an executive capacity. I was a general counsel at Atos and Infosys. I was the head of legal at EMEA for Epson. I was leading a team in Steria, and I was also managing a team at PSINet. And so for most of my career, particularly the in-house career, I've been within the executive legal capacity. So that's really where my background comes in. And that kind of feeds in quite nicely with iMactic. So iMactic was started by three founders, including myself. Initially, I was just a free consultant. I knew the founders. I knew what they were trying to solve. And having been a lawyer for the last 20 years, I thought, okay, I can help you and guide you to what the product should do and use my experience to actually make sure the functionality of the product matches up. I saw the product last year in December. It was magnificent. So at that stage, they came back with a proposition and said, hey, Fires, why don't you become one of the key stakeholders and why don't you come over and run the company for us? So at that point, that's when I joined iMacTech. So I joined iMacTech on the 2nd of January of this year. So it's been about five months. And from there, we started the company, we launched a product and, and we take it from there. So what does iMacTech really do? Well, iMacTech has a product for the legal industry. The product is three things. It allows you to search, review, perform risk analysis and mark up your contracts with 95% less time and very efficiently and effectively and without error. And we do that by using machine learning and AI to try and facilitate both the ingestion of data as you upload contracts and also the output of data, the results of the contracts, whether that's a markup, whether that's you know a search, whether that's a risk analysis, which we uniquely do in the marketplace. And so we're using machine learning and AI and particularly the latest techniques, algorithms and technology to try and get it to a stage where it can be helpful for transactional lawyers. What's the difference between artificial intelligence and machine learning? So people use it interchangeably, which probably isn't correct. With artificial intelligence, there's two parts to it. There's the artificial, there's the intelligence part. So the artificial part basically means there's something which a human has created and it has has installed into or implemented into a system. So AI is something which is implemented. With machine learning, what you're talking about is something which doesn't have to be explicitly programmed. So you can say it's kind of an application of AI, but it's not really. I think it's that. AI is a kind of a subsidiary of machine learning. So machine learning, you don't have to explicitly program, it's self-learning. And I think that's where the difference is. With artificial intelligence, you're actually programming the intelligence within the system or within the software. I think that's where we get it. The benefit of machine learning really is that because the system or the software is automatically learning, it's improving the experience of the user and also improving the results and the output it provides. With artificial intelligence, what you're doing is you're manipulating this manually in the sense that you're having to program the intelligence within the computer or the the software or the system. And at that stage, 
it's actually performing according to what you've implemented. What problem does your software solve? So our software really solved the problem of a transactional lawyer. And so I, as a GC for 20 years, and prior to that in private practice, there were three things which I really struggled with. The first was because of the large amount of data to do a quick and effective search of documents. Now, with the search, it fits into two categories. I mean, we've always had this technology and software where you can do keyword searches, you can try and do phrase searches in documents. So that's nothing new. What our platform actually does is it actually uses machine learning to understand your input, match it with provisions of the contract so that your search um, request is understood completely and the output is actually accurate. And because you start using machine learning and the machine is also using algorithms and the algorithms are self-learning, what you can do by using the technology is that it doesn't need to be an exact match. So for example, you could just say, hey, can you find me the payment provisions in all of the contracts? Now, it doesn't really matter if in the contract the provision is called payment or it's called invoicing and charging or it's called something else. What the machine learning aspect of it does, and this is where the you know, technology has improved, is that it reads your request and it says, okay, you're looking for a payment clause. It goes through the contract. Maybe it will find a charges and invoicing clause. It will say, okay, I know it says charging and invoicing, so there's no mention of payment in the title, but having read the clause, I understand this is a payment clause and this is what the user wants. And that's where the machine learning part comes in. So that's kind of the first thing we do, a very, very intelligent search and a very accurate search. The second part, which is completely unique in the marketplace, is the risk analysis function. So what you can do is you can add your own risk rules, and these risk rules are completely customizable according to every organization's risk appetite. Once you add your risk rules, the algorithms with read your rules, apply them to the contract you want them to view, and then come up with a risk analysis in accordance with your own risk rules. And so this allows you to do risk analysis of your existing contract database very quickly and efficiently. So imagine an in-house lawyer whose CEO comes to him and says, hey, well, can you tell me what SLA provisions we've agreed to for our top 50 customers and whether they're high risk or low risk, or should I be concerned? Now, for an in-house lawyer to do it at the moment, or if I was a GC, I would have to put a two or three-man team together. They would have to find the contracts. They would have to read the contracts. They would have to extract the data from that contract. They would have to understand the clause and then come up with a risk profile and then probably put it in a spreadsheet somewhere and then go back with the results. And that would take weeks, if not months. Now, rather than that, what the platform can do is you've already inputted your risk rules. You just pick the contracts you want to do the risk analysis, you pick the provisions, or if you want to do the whole contract, you can do that too. You click on the button, within three or four seconds, it's done all the risk analysis, you've got that in front of you. One more click and you can export it and you can email it within two, three minutes to whoever needs to see it. So the efficiency and the effectiveness with which you can do this kind of thing has been improved. So that's the second thing it does. For law firms, it's really, really important because it becomes a customer retention thing. So imagine a law firm saying to a customer, well, give me everything you've negotiated in the last 12 months. We'll review it. We'll tell you whether you're in market, outside of market, or whether it's something which is enforceable, not enforceable, et cetera. So those sort of things a law firm at the moment don't really do because it takes them a lot of time to do it. So if you have a platform which can do it effectively and easily, it's something which allows them to do customer retention. So that's kind of the second part. Now, the third part of the platform, and this is also where we're unique because we provide end-to-end functionality, which no one else currently can. So the third part of the platform was marking up a new contract. 
So a new contact comes in, let's say it's a 100-page MSA, you need to mark it up, you can use the platform. And again, this is when the machine learning and AI part comes in. So what the machine learning algorithms are doing, they are looking at what your preferred language is, then they are comparing it to the contracts you want to mark up, and then they're doing the analysis. And the analysis is basically, it's unacceptable, it doesn't match with your standard language, and this is where the intelligence bit comes in. It doesn't match with your standard language. However, I, the machine learning algorithm, have read it, and I think you'll find it completely acceptable. So I'm going to put it as a yellow, and green is that it is completely acceptable. So they do that analysis for you. The other thing it will do is it will go through the contract and say, oh, I understand the provisions which are missing. Let me give you a list of those and allow you to add them quickly and efficiently. And the third thing it would do is for any contract which or any clause which you do want to edit, it will provide a window of the contract language with a window of your preferred language so you can do easy editing there. And so it kind of saves time in three regards. A, because of the um, initial analysis, you're only having to look at the reds in most cases and you're ignoring the greens and yellows. So you're reviewing partially the contract. Secondly, even when you're trying to edit something, you don't have to scroll through the contract because you can just click on edit and you get your windows right in front of you. It means you never miss a word, you never miss language, and you can edit it. And third, the machine learning algorithms have gone through the contract, have worked out what is missing and what you should really be adding into the contract, given you a list of those clauses which you can add with a click of a button. And so again, that saves time. And this is really useful for transactional lawyers in-house and also transactional lawyers within private practice. And in our test, it saves about 90% of the time. So a 100-page MSA would normally take three and a half to four days for someone to do correctly. In this case, using the platform, it takes somewhere between an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes. How long does it take for the algorithm to learn an organization's preferences such that it can be fully trusted? I think that's the crux of everything which we do and also the adoptability for a lawyer to trust it and therefore the large-scale adoptability of this kind of software. So the algorithms and the machine learning algorithms have been trained on over 6,000 different varieties of documents. So there won't really be a document they haven't seen before. Now, in terms of the preferred language which you like, that does not take long at all. So once you've inputted your preferred language, either by uploading your standard suite of documents, which we can take as preferred language, or by actually inputting preferred language, the algorithm is already reading those and understanding that for you. And it does that automatically without any other input. And then when you upload the contract, what it's actually doing is it's passing out the data straight away, and then it's waiting for you. So at any point in the future, in a month, two months, if you want to do something with that contract, the data is already passed out. So then the similarity analysis can be very easily done. So the initial learning is already done. Now, the correct nuance would be, well, I have contracts which I use often, but they're slightly eccentric in their nature. They always say no hiring of personnel rather than on solicitation. Maybe they say charging and never say payment and those kind of things. So maybe there are some nuances. Now, once you've uploaded the contract, the machine learning algorithm is automatically reading through those and passing out the data as it's passing out the data, it's reading through those and it's self-learning. So it really takes it fractions of a second to actually read it. So the minute it's passed out the data to make it usable for you, it's already read and self-learned. Now at that stage, if it doesn't understand something or if it can't understand the data or the words, then it throws out an error message and it doesn't allow you to do anything with the contract. So there's never really going to be a situation where you've uploaded a contract, you're using it, but it hasn't learned it. The learning happens as the data is passed out at the start. Now that's for your contract markup. Now for your risk rules, 
It's slightly more complicated because you can completely customize your risk rules. The algorithms have to be much, much more refined for that. If you use our standard risk rules, there's no learning required. The algorithms are already privy to those rules and understand those. If you completely customize them, let's say you delete every single risk rule we have and put in your own risk rules, which some customers have done. What we suggest then is that the algorithms run for a day. They will read your risk rules, they will understand them. And again, if there's an error message, they will throw out the error message. And at that point, it's completely usable. And so in terms of the accuracy, the accuracy is there. And because the accuracy is there from kind of stage one, and because we're doing the learning at the passing stage or the text passing stage, it basically means the minute you can use it, it's already learned. So there's never a question of where you uploaded something, you're doing a search from it, or you're trying to do a markup from it, but the algorithm's falling behind and you have to wait because we've actually incorporated it within the passing stage. You have served as the general counsel for multi-billion dollar companies. How is technology like this impacting corporate legal departments? I'll give you a recent example from about a year and a half ago from my previous company, Atos. I was a general counsel there and I struggled with three things. The first thing was to really add any value to the business. So my CEO came to me once and said, hey, Fires, can you, for our sort of bigger revenue customers, well, can your team check if we have a non-solicitation clause? Because I want to make sure they can't hire our personnel. It feels like a very simple request, which a legal department and a general counsel should be able to do very, very quickly. The answer to that is that it can't be done and it can't be done efficiently or effectively. So what I said to my CEO was, yeah, that's going to take me a couple of months. And he said, what do you mean? There isn't an answer we can have? And I said, well, no, because I don't have any capacity in the team at the moment. And this is a common issue with particularly in-house legal departments, also with law firms where capacity is restricted. So I don't have any capacity. Even if I did have capacity, I would have to ask them to review those contracts, try and search them manually, try and find the non-solicitation calls, cut and paste them into an Excel spreadsheet or a Word tape, um, review them, come up with their final analysis and then send them to me, and then I would filter them, make sure it's accurate, and then I'd send it over to you. And that would take me at least a month, if not more. And and my CEO said, I can't believe there's no easy way for us just to do that. Is there any software which can do that? And I said, well, not really. I mean, you can do keyword searches, but then that doesn't really help because your usual contract management stuff, which everyone's been using, there's a very famous search engine, which is in the marketplace too which everyone's using. Again, the technology was really a bit of NLP, so natural language processing mixed with keyword hacks. And so even with that, what I said to my CEO was, look, that's not really going to help. And the reason it's not really going to help is because you may have a contract which doesn't say non-solicitation. It may say no hiring of personnel or may just say no hiring. So me searching for non-solicitation or even having software to do that is not going to give me the results I need. I'm still going to have to manually go through it and filter through it. And I may get provisions which have the word non-solicitation in, but isn't actually the provision I want. And again, there's a lot of filtration required. So that's an example of a very simple task which can't be done effectively and efficiently, or at least within the parameters in which it really, you can really add business value. And this is how it's changing. So for example, our platform, and there's, there's other things on the market too, but with our platform, it really takes you three seconds. You can put in the word non-solicitation. It's using machine learning algorithms, as we discussed earlier. So it doesn't have to be an exact match. It understands what you want, reads the contact or the actual content of the clauses, understands which one matches that, brings that out for you, brings out only the clause, nothing more, nothing there. So there's no filtration of the results required at all. You can export it, press export, it puts it into a Word document, sort it out by contract name and language, 
which you can then send an email to someone with the results. So it takes a few seconds to do it and maybe a couple of minutes for the process end to end. And so that's an example of how it's changing and how suddenly lawyers can now add real business value. When we talked about risk analysis, and here's another example of risk analysis. So with technology and with functionality, and particularly with ours, and ours is the only thing on the market which can actually do a risk analysis at the moment. What I can do as an in-house lawyer is I can review my existing contracts, which I've signed in the last 12 months, 24 months, or my top customers or however I want to do it. I can work out which are high-risk provisions. So I can go back to the business and say, in customer A, B, and C, the SA is a high-risk provision. If you have extra people, I would actually recommend you put them onto those contracts because those are the contracts where you're most likely to incur the several penalties. The other thing I can do is I can even review the contracts using the risk analysis and say, okay, where did we end up with our negotiations? Did we agree to a high-risk provision or low-risk provision? I can use it for customer lawyer development, lawyer retention, et cetera. So the refinement of algorithms, which are now there, and if you have the right data scientists and can actually write the real mathematicians who can really write the right algorithms and the refinement of that means that you can do this kind of stuff very effectively. One of the big issues everyone has always had is we've got too much work, not enough lawyers, particularly in-house, but also in law firms, which is a slightly different aspect which we're talking about. So for in-house, at the end of the quarter, end of half year, end of year, you have a lot of pressure from the business to try and review contracts quickly because taking time to review contracts is costing money, it's stopping deals being signed, and therefore it's actually affecting the bottom line revenue. So having a technology and how it's developed where you can do it in a fraction of a time really helps you. For law firms, more and more, particularly for the medium-sized law firms um, who are trying to be competitive, a lot of your transactional work is now fixed fee. And it's fixed fee because they're customers. So the in-house GC cares how much it costs, but actually it's harder for a GC to raise a PO than actually pay for the service. So it's quite an interesting nuance which basically means that if I'm an in-house GC and I've hired a law firm, if they come to me and said, yeah, our estimate is that it's going to be $5,000 for this particular transactional work, and, and they come back after having done the work and it's 5500 I have to raise another PO for $500, which basically means I have to go through the whole process again. It's a complete nightmare. It's a complete waste of time. It'll probably take me a month to get through all of the systems and all of the approvals. So it's a complete waste of time. As a GC, I would rather prefer... A law firm said, yep, it's going to cost $6,000 and not a penny more. That's exactly what's going to cost. And so more and more GCs are forcing, particularly medium-sized law firms, to go to fixed-fee transactional work. And also for your data room analysis, again, it's going back to fixed-fee. So as that happens, it makes sense for a law firm to diminish the time it's taking to perform the services. Because the less time you take, the more money you can make on a fixed-fee basis. So again, for that, this kind of technology is really helpful. And even a year ago, you couldn't really do this in the manner in which it would be acceptable to most lawyers. The search engines were keyword hacks with a bit of natural language processing. The algorithms weren't refined enough. The step learning, which I think is a Stanford technology and a Stanford sort of initiative, which has now gone into that, wasn't really there. And so it wasn't really there. But nowadays, I think, particularly in the last six months to a year, the technology is there where you can do all these functionalities really effectively and efficiently. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Fayez Chowdhury, the CEO of IMEC Tech, an artificial intelligence and machine learning software developer focused on the legal industry. Fayez, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit reinventingprofessionals.com 
or rekaplanadvisors.com to learn more. 